No. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. Rudo, Eric, AJ. I did that in the wrong order, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, it was it was behind the, the graphic, so we're good. Look, the season starts less than two weeks from now. It's going to come quickly. Uh, and yet it still feels so, so far away at the same time. So a little bit of an interesting part of the preseason. Simultaneously, it feels like we've been in the preseason forever. Yeah. But also knowing one week ago today, we were at training camp. Yep. It. Uh, <laughs> what is time, really? Stages. I, look, I wanted to talk about what the Avs still need to accomplish before this season gets going. We talked about waivers a ton yesterday. <laughs> AJ, you were not on that show. If you're the Avs, are you, are you hunting waivers hard for a, a goalie, a defenseman? It's probably not a forward at this point. But Yeah. Okay. I'm... Doesn't mean I'm committing sure. to claiming anybody, but uh, I am definitely doing a lot of a lot of work on depth charts yep. of the other teams, and probably probably highlighting five to eight players, saying we think these guys are on bubbles. If they come available, we have interest. Yep. Um, I would say probably that's where I would be with it. Okay. Um. I just don't think that they have such a need, but it's more like a trying to get ahead. Sure. Because you know it's coming. It always does. Exactly. <laughs> and if Brad Hunt is your seventh guy right now on defense, it's a little wouldn't lacking, you want, yeah. wouldn't you be a little happier if Brad Hunt was your eighth guy? Yep. And that's... That's where I am with it. I would be happier if Brad Hunt is my eighth guy. Well, and, and look, Brad Hunt is a guy who last year had no trouble passing through waivers for Colorado either. Yeah. So it's someone they can feel pretty comfortable about in that situation. Yeah. And if he's going to be captain of the Eagles, like, go be captain of the Eagles and don't mm -hmm. be messing around up here. Until he gets spike claimed by somebody. But Beek, <laughs> once again, he's going to do it, man. He did it. He did it last year. He's going to do it again. It happens. Uh, I wanted to start off the actual conversation today with this. Eric, you've played for a bunch of different teams in your time. You get into preseason. Jeez. How long does it take to pick up these systems? You were talking <coughs> a lot about the first three days of training camps, how everything now is, oh, this is a systems work. It's systems work. Yeah. Every day is systems work. If you're a Jonathan Druin, if you're a Ross Colton, you have two more weeks. Are you good to go with these systems on day one, game one? Are you ready, or are there still things that you're going to need to work on as you get into the season? Well, those guys are smart players, too, You know, if you're talking about seasoned vets, right? So they know uh, they've already sat down with Ray or, or Pratter or those guys. And, and you got to remember the Avs have their own little video, or, or Brett, you know, the video uh, coach, yep. sit down, and they have something ready. Because you got to remember, sometimes during the season, you claim a guy on waivers or you make a trade, and guy comes in at four o'clock in the afternoon right before the game like and then he's got to go play a game and there's playoff implications there's you know you got to know what you're doing so you, you got to remember they have a little bit of a four or five minute video there this is how we break out this is i mean ideally break out this is how we forecheck this is how we play in the neutral zone this is what we do in offensive zone face-offs neutral zone face-offs so you got to remember these guys have sat down with brett or or one of the coaches already mm -hmm. I was complaining about the first three days of practice last week, saying, oh, God, I'd rather, you know, I'd like to see scrimmages, you know. But <laughs> you got to remember for 
for coaches. They want to get, you know, to the nitty gritty of their, their systems. And, and for guys like Wood, Colton, you know, Tatar, it's important to go through that stuff. Yeah. Um, as much as, you know, they didn't listen to my complaints and just didn't do scrimmages. But, you know, um, even though I look like I'm an abs coach right now with my pants, I look like I'm part you of the staff. You do have the, yeah, the blue the, jumper there a little the bit. The blue yeah. pants. Um, but, yeah, so those guys are, you know, the you get up there a few games, feel it out, know what's up, feel not just that, not the systems, but also your, your line mates and everything. So, yeah, it is. You know, important to get down to your numbers as a coaching staff. You could tell today Bednar was, you know, he wants to get down a little bit to his numbers. It's yeah. nice and it's yeah. awesome to reward. Like, you know, we'll talk about Ivan. Ivan, guys like yeah. that, it's awesome, it's great. But realistically, they all, you know, he knows he's not going to start the season there. Neither does Bednar. He knows that too. So they want to get to their numbers. They want to get down to those real practices, get ready for games. So when the puck does go on the ground, they're ready to go. I mean, the power play's got to be humming, the PK's got to be humming. Those are important parts of they're going to be working on here the next two weeks. And you got to make sure your goalies are ready to go. That, that's why I think they're not going to mess around. They're going to make sure they play full games here, whether it's Eustace and, and Georgiev. That's, that's what they end up starting with. You saw Eustace yesterday get the full game, right? I believe it was the full game. And, yep. you know, probably see Georgiev play the full game Sunday, right, I would assume. Yeah. So you make sure your goaltending, obviously, everything's humming on D and forward, and then your special team. So... I love the fact that they're starting on the road too. So then all of a sudden the camaraderie and, you know, the tightness and, you know, there's some new guys, they're going to get to know each other and there's no better way to do it than to get on the road. You have uh, Megan Angley also talking about this in the chat, saying Cogliano helping out some of those new guys figure out a couple of things, which also leads me into our next conversation. <laughs> Megan, it's your day off. Go have your day off. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming in for TDSP, so it's not even her day I, off. I heard about this, yeah. <laughs> Felt like we messed up that schedule then. Yeah. She should have had yesterday. Yeah, and I should well, have been, yeah. Whatever. We are, we're all always working. My that's, bad. That's the reality. Uh, the other side of this, Logan O'Connor, another guy at practice today, was working with Ivan Ivan. The Avs did make some cuts this morning. I don't think any of the people that got cut were all that surprising. Like a small surprise about Keaton Middleton, just sure. because we had talked about like, is he the eighth he or looks something? Good, yeah. and like maybe they want to give him an extra look, maybe sure. another game or two. So like again, like a like a small surprise, just that it was so early, not that it happened. But the the guys they didn't cut, and Ivan Ivan, and yeah. Maros Jelicia, still there, still talking. I I don't think for those who have been paying attention to our stuff, probably <laughs> not that surprised that Ivan Ivan is still around. Yeah. He's had a really good camp going all the way back to the rookie stuff. He plays that style of game that everybody knows Jared Bednar is going to love. Is there a contract here? Is it coming? Or is this this just an AHL thing for Ivan Ivan? I mean, the conversation that Bednar had uh, about today about, you know, like, hey, look, he can, he can help the Eagles. Yep. Look, we're the Avalanche. The Avalanche have to find guys like this. They've done a very poor job, a league-worst job. Drafting, getting them into the AHL, and getting them to the NHL. Yep. So we've talked about, you know, Megan especially has talked a lot about the kind of an unconventional prospect pool. Yep. And, you know, an, an unconventional approach to building one. And lots of college free agents. That's been a market they've been aggressive in. But... 
getting a guy like an Ivan Ivan would be different for them. You know, they've gone the undrafted college yeah. kid route, pulling a pretty mature, polished kid. You're talking about 22, 23-year-old kids yeah. at that point. This, you know, with Ivan Ivan, you know, he's 20. He's a little different. Um, he's on an AHL deal already, so they liked him enough without ever having gotten him into pro hockey. Yep. They liked him enough to, to begin that transition for him. But this is, I mean, this is just showing a kid some love. And it's about, you know, it's about telling him we love you. We love what you're doing. You keep this up. We think you're going to be a part of this. It lets the coaching staff, uh, you know, certainly Eagles camp starts Monday. And so it's the coaching, the, the NHL and AHL staff still have a couple of days with them. Yep. To kind of work with them, do whatever. We've talked. They're at 45 contracts right now. Uh, we expect by the end of the year, it will be closer to 48-ish. Yep. Because Barron's will get a deal, and his deal will begin this well, year. It'll burn. We'll get to it, but we have to talk about another potential contract today. Um, we'll do that later. Yeah. I assume you mean Holland. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's like you have, you're, you're kind of 45 with an asterisk of you know it's going to be 46. Yep. And then you know you're adding somebody at the deadline. Yep. Is that for a pick? Is that for a contract? You don't know. So you should really Give say. Give yourself one contract wiggle room. I, I would even yeah. say two sure. just to be safe. Sure. You want, to, you want two. Um, so you are you are looking. It's 45 right now. Oh, they've got space. Well, no. it's really 46. You hold two open. You're really at 48. Yep. And so right now, Ivan Ivan, he's already signed to play for the Eagles. He's probably not playing for an NHL team this year, even if you give him an ELC. Yeah. So why bother, right? No need to rush it. If you can pull him aside and you can say, hey, we love what you're doing. We want you on an AHL deal. The thing about AHL deals, 31 other teams can also watch him in the AHL and, and say, contract. Yep. we love this. We want to give this guy an ELC. They can do that. And the abs have to kind of guard against that a little bit. Obviously, they could end the conversation entirely by signing him. Yeah. But we just talked about, hey, if you want to save that space. You got to float something here or there. And when push comes to shove, if he's like, hey, I'm going to sign an ELC with another team. If you guys don't give me one, then just give they can one. step yeah. up to the plate and decide to do that. Yeah. But at the moment, they're not there yet. They don't have that. Showing him a little bit of love here could be a big thing. Yep. Uh, and, and honestly, like this is just rewarding a guy. It also sends the message to the Ben Myers of the world, to to anybody, any future guys that they that they want to sign in in Colorado. Of if you show up and you perform, we don't care. Yeah, we don't care that you were, you know, we brought forty guys to this camp or, or thirty five forwards to this camp. Yeah, we don't care that you were thirty fifth at the start of it. If you're the best one, we're, you're the best one. A couple weeks into it now, and you're still here. Yep. He's earned that, and that is. What, as an organization, what you want to do, you want to set up that kind of accountability. You want to set up that 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 feeling among your players that if you do put in the work, you have a chance. You'll put yourself on that map. Well, that's culture, right? We talk about the culture. It's not yeah. just in the dressing room. It's the culture within the organization, and they've done that. And if you go back to Ivan Ivan, which we all loved in Vegas, yeah. right? Loved it. It was awesome. We we're like, hey, making fun of the name. You know, oh, what a great name, you know? Should have worn 11. You know, yeah, exactly. And then it was fun. But what it does show people out there or young kids out there, they get all devastated if they don't get drafted. And, you know, he's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't mean 
that you don't get drafted at 18 years old that you know you're not going to get a chance somewhere what it does like Rudo just said or you just said you might show up be the 35th forward you know whatever it is on paper but then everything goes out the window once you put in the work uh, youthful enthusiasm is infectious you know what I mean and the, yeah. it's been great the last couple weeks to watch him and from us to the coaching staff mm -hmm. to the players to Logan O'Connor whatever like it's you're like, wow, this guy's got it. And then it makes you wonder, you know, like, how come this guy didn't get drafted? You know, when there's so many guys, a lot of times, that, you know, they're not very good picks. Let's not kid ourselves. It's awesome that you get drafted in the NHL, but sometimes yeah, it wasn't a very solid I mean, pick. So let's be honest. In the seventh round, you're throwing darts, right? That, like, that's, my, that's what I'm trying to say. So I mean, look at like the guy that, the abs drafted in the fifth round this year. Yeah. <laughs> Shibnikov, he's never coming over. Probably not. So, I he's mean, funny, you know. if they had drafted Ivan Ivan in the fifth round, how differently would we feel right. about this conversation? None. It'd be this. It would have been it, the same on draft it, day. It, yeah, yeah. It the is. I mean, conversation would be exactly the same today. Yep. It's fun, and then what it does, it just shows you know to to agents out there and different Ivan Ivans of the world next year that hey, the Avs do give an opportunity to guys like that. You know what I mean? And it's like it's cool. You know, it's cool to see. And then to go back to waivers and Middleton, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. You weren't listening. I mean, sorry, you weren't on the show. I was also not listening. You were not I listening. Was, sorry. I was at the doctor. No, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it that way. It just came out that way. Um, you know, if I'm a guy like Diaz, if I'm an organization like Diaz, and, 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 I, and I, I believe in it, then you, you throw Middleton, like, right away. You don't wait till a few more weeks go down, a few more games are played, then there's injuries. And, you know, if I'm going to make sure that this guy starts the season, because he is a depth guy for the Avalanche, mm -hmm. I throw him down early rather than later because there's less chances that he gets picked up. And I'm not saying that. Keaton Middleton would get picked up. He might. I, I mean, I don't know. But it's just easier once you do it early than if you do it later. Yeah. Once a lot more games have been played around the National Hockey League and guys like, oh, well, you know what? We need a, you know, a big body and well, we'll just take them. Outside of goaltenders, it is rare to see waiver claims two weeks before the season starts. Yes. It's the last round of cuts that teams have really honed in. Yeah. And that's, as we talked about earlier, it's because teams have their lists of guys that they're keeping an eye on. Well, I'll yeah. give you a story about a guy that you guys know well, Ryan Graves. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about listening to depth charts and watching depth charts. We, I mean, as, you know, as management, like in different teams, like everybody's watching everybody's depth charts. Mm -hmm. So you know at that time that mm, the Avs might have a problem with this guy, Ryan Graves, meaning... He's going to get sent down. And then you have reports on him. You look, and it's like, okay. But you got to remember, if you take a claim, and like if you put a claim in and you take him, you got to keep him on your roster, yep. right? So so is he better than some of our guys? And I remember us in Calgary really looking at him, and we were saying, oh, this year he's going to get sent down. That's our chance to take him. By that time in the summer, you make a couple different moves. You sign a couple different guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then there comes the time. The abs, who put Ryan Graves right away down. You're like, God, like. Because you got to remember, waivers to come in on your phones at 10 a.m. That's the first thing you see at 10 a.m. <laughs> Everybody around the league gets it. And then you got 24 hours, right? Which yep. sparks discussions, mm -hmm. you know, with your pro staff. And, and then it's like, yeah, God, I mean, I, you know, but who, who do we take out our roster? You know yeah. what I mean? So then yeah. at that time, Ryan Graves has not really played a lot of games. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's hard to justify to say, well, he's better than player X. So then he goes through. And then you're like, crap. Now it's like, you know, then you play a few more exhibition games. By first week of the season, you lose two Ds, and you're like, man, we had our chance with Ryan Graves. You know what I mean? 
But really, that chance wasn't there because you had no room for him. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's something I think we didn't get into too much yesterday. If the Avs are looking to make a waiver claim, and maybe they do, maybe they don't. Yeah. But if they do, they don't have any cap space. Exactly. They yeah. need to send someone that we have been projecting to make the roster down. Is that Chris McDermott? Is it Ben Myers? Is it whoever it ends up being? Probably Myers is my assumption, given that he's waiver exempt. Yeah. But it's the cleanest way to do it, yeah. is Myers. The easiest way to make the money work is McDermott, because he's the most expensive of these guys. Yeah. Which also probably kills the Connor Tamens conversation. Yeah. Just because at 1.1 million, it's like. It's too much. Yeah. You're like, you only have 400K of space or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. You can't spend that. It's just, it's it, going it to be hard math. Awfully tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big and, puzzle. And Ryan Graves is an interesting guy because Graves was supposed to make the Rangers. That's right. Yep. Like he was, they were waiting for him to make the Rangers. Yep. He did not do it. Ends up back in Hartford yep. and is moved one for one for another prospect that was supposed to make his team that year and didn't in Chris yep. Bigra. Yeah, Bigra's right. And Ryan Graves, Ryan Graves a funny one because when he got here, he wasn't his, that great. His AHL numbers were bad. Like, yeah, the Avs called him up out of necessity, yeah. and he just he was really good in the NHL. Hung around, yeah. and then became a full time guy the next season. Yep, it was it took time. That's what I mean. But, I, on, but, on, but yeah, Graves yeah. is an interesting At that time, example. You're like. He hasn't played. Like, is he better than I, I would have to look back at the roster in Calgary, for example. <coughs> you know what I mean, like, which I don't remember. But is he yeah. better than this guy? You know, is he better than that guy? And it's you're like, well, no, but he could be better. You know, what I mean? yeah. but then it, is he? Is a big difference. Yeah. He could be. You know, and, so. and like this is one of those things about. Yeah. You know, I know you guys talked waivers yesterday, so I won't spend a That's ton. Okay. But <laughs> like, this is one of those things about the waiver conversation that people lose sight of. Of like, oh, is. Uh, Whatever guy, right. you know. It's not it's, just, hey, we got a guy, drop him in. There's repercussions to that guy joining right, the lineup. Right, but it's, it's, yeah. it's not, we claimed him and we can send him to the Eagles and he'll be no. really good depth for us. No. <laughs> That's, That's what that team that you claimed him from was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. It's, you have to claim, does he make your NHL team better? Yep. Is, is he, he better? Is he a better fit? You know, Columbus today claims Spencer Martin. <clears throat> yep. Goalie claims are a little different. There's way fewer spots available, so an injury looms a lot larger. Yep. Or in Columbus's case, they haven't had a puck get stopped in about two years. <laughs> so they're just desperate for anything at this but point. But for people to understand, because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, like, oh, I know you guys know. Yeah. A lot of, some people don't understand, too. It's If Spencer Martin goes back on waivers... Columbus, sorry, Vancouver has first dibs on them. Yeah. Can just take them and directly put them down in their AHL team. And that's the part and that's that within people the don't thir- understand. those 30 days. That's right. You have to, it's 30 days or 10 games, whichever one happens first. So you have to keep him for a minimum of those. Otherwise, if you send him back on waivers, that's what happens. You just take him right That out. team just gets to do what they wanted to do in the first place. I think we saw JoJo, right? Last was it JoJo? Yeah. 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 Because Arizona claimed him last year. Yeah. And, and then Connor back. Ingram went on waivers. They claimed Ingram sent JoJo down, back. and the Avs said, "Great, come on back." Yep. And which he goes directly to Loveland. Yep, he went directly need to, to clear waivers. You know, so. And now he's Tampa Bay starting goaltender. For now, good life, luck with life that. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. Good For luck now. with that. Do you think? Do you think he like? Do you think he, like as a competitor? You know, he's excited about that. But like, also, you're now the starting goaltender for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, I think he knows that's going to change pretty quick. <laughs> At the moment, like, sure, he can do that math, but until it happens, yeah, 
I mean, you're a pro, right? You're a competitor. I'm sure he's excited, right? Yeah. But I'm with you. And like Rudo said, I think in the back of his mind, they're like, oh, it could be temporary. You know, I don't know how long. Is it a day? Is it a week? Is it a month? Yeah. I don't know. Are you talking about like, At best. oh, just add a goalie. It's not that easy. As you know, as tight as they are to the cap, like well, and and uh, so as tight as they are, because of that, it's not like they could just claim a guy and call it good, right? Yeah, like they, they might need to do a little work to get yeah, money in, money out, yeah. and it's not season ending for Vasilevsky. Yeah, it's yeah, whatever it is, what ten weeks, Eight, ten weeks, yeah, yeah. So you need to get through ten weeks, but also we talk about it every October. You can't make the playoffs in October, but Probably you can miss them. Yep, yeah. You if you if you Jonas Johansson goes out and goes one and nine in the, in ten games. You're in trouble. Yeah. Suddenly that ten weeks feels like it might as well be fifty. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Your season could be over. Well, don't let your season end without giving yourself some snarfs. Fantastic mm. sandwiches. A uh, oh. couple different locations, obviously. OGs down at the DU campus. So go get your snarfs wherever you can find it. They have incredible quality. They have fresh ingredients every single day. Uh, it's super awesome. Yeah, look, Eric's got their uh, their Jardinera peppers. I don't know if that's the right World way to say that. Hot. There's a mustache on it. It's, there's it's the a mustache on it. Yeah. It's right. the good stuff. Just right? a tremendous sentence. You can get the jar in your stores if you want to put it on sandwiches at home, or, of course, you can get it at your Snarf's location. <laughs> they make fantastic sandwiches. Their bread is all, like, home-baked. It's all amazing stuff. You so cannot good, go wrong with a Snarf's sandwich, no matter which one you're getting. They even have a burger joint or two. If you would prefer burgers, go check that out. Be sure to download the Snarfs app today. When you use code DNVRFANS by September 30th, that's tomorrow. So get in on this right now. You can get a BOGO 7-inch sub. You go enter by getting the Snarfs app, create an account, go to the more section, click on coupons, enter the DNVR fans code, and then enjoy yourself some sandwiches with Snarfs. Jump on it today. They're also at our tailgates for the Broncos if you want to eat away your sadness. Uh, also an option for you. Uh, also brought to you by Fubo TV. They've got over 140 live channels, sports, shows, movies, news, and more. You can stream live TV from any device and watch your Colorado sports for the lowest price. You go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR or use that QR code right on the screen there to sign up. And when you do, you get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, they've got all sorts of fantastic sports beyond just, you know, the Colorado ones. Ryder Cup just started. If you're into golf, that's your thing. They've got all sorts of college football coverage. Uh, NFL Red Zone. Ryder Cup started and Ryder Cup ended. Yeah, they yeah. On day the U.S. One. didn't do so good. U.S. didn't do so good on day one. Uh, <laughs> they've also got tennis, all sorts of amazing stuff with Fubo TV right on your television. You don't have to jump through any hoops. You don't have to use like a Chromecast or some crazy you just get it on your TV and you're watching TV. And they give you a thousand hour DVR for no extra charge. So you can always catch whatever it is, even if you're stepping out for the night. Check them out, fubotv.com slash DNVR to get signed up and you're 15% off the first month today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. So I did want to talk about this. It's been reported that Peter Holland has been offered a contract from mm. Colorado, but mm. maybe. He's been offered a chance to go to Eagles camp. So what I've heard is that there was a contract, but it requires reassignment. Like, he would go down to the AHL. It was later clarified. Okay. That it, yeah. at the moment it is Eagles camp. Okay. Specifically. And we'll see. We'll go from there. Yeah, Sure. Which, 
you know, if I can jump in, like, yeah, which I think. You're talking about a veteran now. What's his? What is he now? Thirty-two. Yeah, Thirty-two. So, here's my my thought process on this. You haven't played in over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe, and I and I don't know what the expectations were for him or for himself. Mm-hmm. But arguably, uh, picked to be Stanley Cup champions this year. So it's a good squad, right? The, the Avalanche are a good squad. Uh, you haven't played in a year. I do believe that you had to think in your mind that you were going to come here for a bit and then go on your craft a little bit, like, you know, get back into your rhythm, yeah. get back into your uh, serviceable player that he has been before in, yeah. at the NHL level and get your, you know, your, your rhythm, your feet, your your timing back. So I, I do believe it's, I think that was part of the plan. Um, and, uh, you know, and go from there and be Monday morning at the ice, uh, you know, at the at Budweiser for, for Eagles camp. If it's an AHL deal instead. Yeah, I have absolutely no problem with an AHL yeah. deal. I mean, I have no problem, honestly, with either one. I don't I, I don't love an NHL contract. I will, like, it, we the just conversation walked through we already map. had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just walked through it. I like it not very much for Peter Holland, but if they did that, you think there has to be a chance that he's on the team this year? It, it, I, I guess it, they have to think that there's a chance he makes the team this year. The, the Ivan Ivan thing is a three-year ELC. It is more than a one-year yeah, commitment of like... Very different it's, conversation. It, it's yeah. a very different math uh, uh, for committing three years to that guy. So, uh, especially when they already know they're going to see what he's going to bring as an AHL player. And if he could translate a great preseason into a, a great season, it makes it a lot easier to give that guy an ELC. You know, whatever. So, but with Peter Holland, if it's an AHL only deal, I can understand why he's on the fence. Yeah, but in go down there, go work, and and you know at some point, numbers change, right? The number the yeah. same from one day to another, and and the Avs get into a desperate position where, and we know there's holes there. I mean, we're we're not saying that. I mean, yeah, Coach Bednar is saying that. You know, like they they want to see where they can make themselves better right at, at that center position especially on the fourth line so i think you go down there make the best of your opportunity show that you're willing to, to to be ready and if push comes to shove they do need help and then it's very easy it takes two seconds right you give him a contract he signs it and he's yeah. here an hour later down the highway so if you're 32 well, do you want to do that though right you know it's well like, that well that that but that was 24 year old this is a guy who you know the last three four years yeah. has been toiling away in yeah. European leagues in the AHL. But that's my point. I don't know what the expectations were, like, you know, coming in. But I I do believe this is a Stanley Cup championship caliber team. You haven't played in a year. I think for me, the expectation would have been like, and I've been in that position and I decided not to do it. And I get it. I am not making fun of them by any means. Oh, yeah, no. It is a hard grind. It is tough. But you would think, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go and do it. And I think that's where he's at. Do I go and do this or do I not do it? Well, And I'll respect either way because yeah. it is a tough position to be I in. I mean, here's here's where I would be at with this situation. This is nothing against Peter Holland. Yep. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's an unbelievable hockey player. For sure. The Avs have a million other dudes at forward right now that they're trying to work through. This is where I am. And you know, even, you know, I think we're probably not the biggest fans of Riley Tufty here, but the Avs clearly seem to like him. I, I do, I, I'm out on Riley Tufty as a center. If he's in the wing conversation, you know. Sure. It's way more natural. 
For sure. We've talked all offseason about Ben Myers, about Frederick Olofsson. Yeah. You also have these other options here. Andre Pavel. Pavel. Jason right. Poland, according to the radio, looked good in the game yesterday. Uh, yeah. You know, you have a couple of other guys in those conversations even, as well. Even like if we Ronda limit it something. to purely centers, yep. that conversation is still right. Ben Myers, Frederick Olofsson, and Andre Pavel are all ahead of him. So the math gets hard there for me at the NHL level with Holland. 100%. And where it is interesting, if Holland is willing to do it like you were talking about, you look at their AHL lineup. And they don't really have any vet forwards. The one vet forward in their AHL lineup is Chris Wagner, who's hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Rudolph. So, you know, yeah. you, you got to make sure you're not going <laughs> and then you have a vet problem down there. Yeah. And right. that's not fun if you're a vet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so. like, you know, there are some older guys there. They have some 24, 25, 26-year-olds from those college free agent groups. Right. But, but those are yet. not yeah. super experienced professional hockey players. Yeah. So it's a great point. That's where I think Holland would make a lot of sense organizationally for Colorado. Like you guys said, is that some a role that he wants? I don't. Yeah, know, I, the interest from the Avs makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Of like, we get this. Yeah. But also, like, if they signed Kiviranta, for example, right? That's one more guy that's ahead of him. Yep. And so it's it becomes a. Is he okay? If you were to get an AHL deal, yeah, he goes to Eagles camp. They like him. If you were just to get an AHL deal, is he okay with that? At thirty-two, you're not making very much money on AHL deals. I I didn't do it. Uh, I just speaking same age, thirty-one. Mm -hmm. Speaking from experience, it's it's not easy. Yeah, be down there, be the good guy, and make sure that you help out those guys Rudo just named so, so they can go ahead of you. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's not one it's of his a weird feeling. It's not know? one of his organizations that he's spent time in either. It's, it's not an Anaheim or Toronto. Yeah, I know. This is a call right. He's kind of a fish out of water here where yeah. it's like, sure, Loveland and Denver are right down the road from each yeah. other, but he's not right down the road from anything that he's familiar with. So does he want to do that? He just had a baby. Yeah. Does he want to be in that position of, I'm on an AHO-only deal. I am 32. Yeah. It's tough. That's my, like, we'll find out. I would completely understand if he just says. Oh, totally. I, mean, I, I think Bednar said it well this morning. I think he was felt compassion for him, right? <coughs> He's like, you know, this is not an easy thing to do, but it's there's guys that are ahead of him right now at this point yeah. that we want to look at. And you that's can, simple. You can feel however you feel on a personal level. Absolutely. Jared Bednar has not made any bones about the fact that they are trying to win a Stanley Cup and that this is a team that does not dick around the first month or two of the season having a good old time they take this seriously get ahead, from the stay ahead yeah yeah Absolutely. and last year they had to go into trauma response survival mode pretty much immediately well, and I think the takeaway they had from that season is let's not do that again yeah but also like you do see the benefit of last year they took it seriously from the jump they win the division they kept themselves in position, even with all the things that happened. They kept themselves within striking distance of the division all season long. And yep. that's because they take it seriously. They don't punt on it and just say, oh, well, yeah. it's October. Who cares? <laughs> and <laughs> and because of that, a guy like Peter Holland, uh, hell, Riley Tufty, does not have time if, to learn yeah. to play center right. the first six weeks of the season. He's just, can he do it or not? Exactly. And can he, if he can't help them, if he's not an improvement on their then wings goodbye. right now, yeah. then he's not going to be here. There's not a lot of time for experimenting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, honestly, I think the 21-22 the season is a good example in the regular season. The way the Avs 
do it is they say, hey, we come to play for minute one. If we get to March and we're 20 points ahead of everybody, then we can rest a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, obviously you have to turn it back up for the playoffs, but don't leave it up to having to work even harder because you didn't start strong. Yeah. And a fast start would be a nice thing for the Avs. Yep. They haven't had many of those in recent years. Yep. First first month of the season's kind of been a slog. For a long time, actually. Yeah. Like, last year was actually the one where it was like, hey. It was starting right o- starting out okay right up until November, basically. And yeah, well. Things went nuclear. Yeah, and well, and then in December, it was like, we are really just surviving. Yeah. Well, if you look at a schedule, you know, I mean, those are the things that we used to do back here, this franchise. Um and Joe will be the first one to attest to this is you look at the you look at the schedule and then if you have a nice cushion and you're not chasing, you know what I mean? You look about two, three weeks before the end of the season, you just take out this one or two games and then you make the guy don't even come to practice. Next thing you know, he has like a four or five day break. And the guys used to have I'm talking about the big guys. Forget about the pigeons like me. You know I mean, I'm talking about like the real players, you yeah. know, the the, the Georgiev, the Rantanens, the Makar. Just at some point you give them that little it's amazing what it does to your body and soul. Like all of a sudden you come back from those four fighters, you're rejuvenated, you're ready to go, and, yeah. and then you attack the end of the year and attack the playoffs in the right frame of mind. It's awesome what it does. It it really does. Yep. And we have seen, we're talking end of the year, the Zavs team. January on. They know how to turn it up. Real, real, real good for a few years now. So Well and and, you know, I think the Avs have seen it as as well as anyone. If you get those four or five days off near the end of the year, look, you get to come into the playoffs, you're probably not a hundred percent, but you're as healthy as you're gonna be at the start of those playoffs. Hundred percent. And that's (laughs) you know, like when the season starts, I think as an athlete, as as a hockey player, I I don't know about I I'm not, I didn't do other sports, you know what I mean? So, you, you mean you, you didn't play for the Nuggets too? Yeah, well, I could have probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, I don't, I, I think I would airball every shot. My technique's not good. Um, but you do know that you feel so good in the summer, you know what I mean? And then you, mm-hmm. you're so rested, you're so, if you did the right things, you know, and then, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just takes a couple of days of camp and then you got a few shots here and there and you're like, oh God, here's that feeling again, you know what I mean? Because you're never going to feel, hundred percent. It's yeah. just, just it could be a nagging thumb. It could be just your groin's tight. It could be like your shoulder. There's always something, you know what I mean? And and you just got to learn to to play through it, you know what I mean? And and then you're just never at a hundred percent. Well, and I do want to get a little bit more into that conversation in a minute. But if you have some health and injury problems caused by someone, call Bacchus and Shanker two 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 today. Get in with them. They'll give you a free consultation at the two number or coloradolot.net. When you go over there, if they think you have a case, they will take it on. You pay nothing up front. You don't pay until you win your case, which Bacchus and Shanker will make sure you do. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients in the last 25 years. Very, very good at it. Whatever the situation is, if you were injured in a car accident, if it was a rideshare situation and you weren't driving, if you were hit by one of the scooters flying around downtown, or even if you were injured at work or something, they have your back. Give them a call, two number, or coloradolot.net. Bacchus and Shanker will get you what you deserve. You know my favorite part about Bacchus and Shanker remains? The f- they don't, there's no money that you pay. Yep. 
You pay them when you get paid. You don't. The uh, moniker of you got to have money to make money is not true in this case. Yeah, yeah I because I always just thought about it as in terms of like if I'm in this situation. Yeah, maybe I feel like I've been wronged, but I also the feel like seventy bucks in my bank account's not going to get me very seriously. Far. <laughs> like it's it's like, look, am I going to eat this week or am I going to pay a lawyer to try and get me more money? <laughs> right at the end of whatever settlement it is, and yep. instead, in in terms of boxes and shanker, it's just not. It's not a concern, and yep. so I always. That's always part of that read that I, I have always. It's always really resonated with me as somebody who was very poor for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Look, the best part is the money Bacchus and Shanker saves you. You can go spend it on some shady rays so you can look good or cover up your injuries. So when you get your settlement from Bacchus and Shanker, yeah. <laughs> you can go get some sunglasses. There you go. It's that easy. Shady Rays. Bucks game in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Shadyrays.com. Use code DNVR when you order it there and you get two pairs or more. You get 50% off your entire order. Uh, you can go jump on it today. Highly recommend if you haven't tried them, they've been given five stars by over 250,000 people. Tons of different designs and styles. There's somebody, something for everyone to make you look good when it comes to sunglasses. Uh, check them out. Again, ShadyRays.com or a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall if you're local. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. This is something that I think is... I don't want to say looming over the Colorado Avalanche, but it's something that is on people's radars. Josh Manson. Is he going to come back and be fully healthy? Kale McCarr talked about how he has this injury that's still kind of nagging him. It's been nagging him over the summer. Still doesn't seem like he's 100%. Wasn't a little, like a touch concerning when Bednar was kind of so flippantly today a I don't think any of the guys feel like they're 100%. <laughs> it's September 29th. Bru what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. He'll be fine. <laughs> I Look, I'm sure they'll be okay. But you kind of mentioned it earlier in the show. Brad Hunt is your seventh D. They're they seem like they've committed to Curtis McDermott at forward at I, this point. I asked this question the other day. Middleton's now out of it. Right now, today, who's the, who's your choice for seventh day? Uh, I get. I mean, I guess it has to be. Manson's healthy, right? I yes. mean, in your mind, yeah. In your calculations, sorry. yes. Yeah, it has to be Hunt, right? Yeah. It's Hunt for you guys. Well, I mean, I. I, I, the game that I was able to watch, I don't think it's Malinsky. I, I don't know how he actually well, looked Well, me, it's night, not Malinsky for one reason, because I don't want a younger guy. I got, again, he's not 18, but I don't want a younger. Rookie. I don't want a rookie that's got no experience sitting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I sure. want him playing, so Same. I'd rather put the old grizzly bear, you know, Brad Hunt there <laughs> yeah. to sit and then, you know. But then again, you got Hunt and you have Hunt because he's your guy down in, in, in with the Eagles. He's your captain. He's your you know, he's your leader. He he helps the guys down there. He helps right the ship, whether it's a forward or a D. He's just a solid pro. So he's a guy you love to have around. But if you're gonna sit and be the seventh guy, I'd rather have Brad be the seventh guy and then have Malinsky play. And then all of a sudden when there's a hole in the lineup, then you, you I'm using Malinsky. I mean, yeah, it could yeah. be Milton you call back up, right? I mean, it is what it is. There's a lot of stuff you can do depending on what you need. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's what you're saying. This is where they're at right now, right? So, It it would not surprise me if the way it ends up on 
at the start of the season is they actually don't carry a D. And it's, hey, if Two we... forwards? Well, one of them ends up being Curtis McDermott, and they say, if it's an emergency, we can play him on D for six minutes for one game, and then we can call up Brett Hunt or whatever. Yeah, because, I mean, we've been talking about, yeah. you know, I think you have to have that D when you go on a three-game road trip to start the season. Yeah, but they get home after that trip, and you can they're run. Home for, they're home for three days, and then they're yeah. gone on the road for another, like, ten. Yeah, it, so you can kind of, like fit a 21-man roster at times in there. And yeah. we know the Avs have been very, very active in the past and moving those guys up and down, at least on paper. How seriously are we taking this Nate Clerman thing? To make the NHL? No. I'm not. Probably not right now. You know, maybe down the road. But he's opening eyes, right? Which mm-hmm. is, as you should, Ivan, Ivan. You know, I don't care how old you are, what your position is, yeah. how new you are to the organization. When you have a chance to go on the ice and coaches are there, one thing you have to do is impress them. And, yeah. you know, and I think Nate's done that this this camp, right? I mean, obviously, he's probably at his best camp. I mean, I don't know what camp this is for him. What is it? Three, maybe? Is it? Yeah. Third camp? Third actual right? as, a, as a pro, yeah. You guys are way more up to date on this than I am, but... You know, I think it's give and take three camps. Yeah. And, you know, it, it comes with experience, and some, some guys don't get it right away, and... He's, but he's always good. been a slow burn kind of guy, a very yeah. slow development curve. Sure. So. He's been to about seven rookie camps. <laughs> <laughs> I guess dev camps, not rookie yeah. camps. But yeah, good for him. Uh, I, Megan in chat mentions mentions uh, Corey Schooneman. That's a guy that day one of training camp they had next to Josh Manson. Yeah. yeah. And so that is kind of the name that I'm like. I'm just not very familiar with the guy's game. I still haven't seen him really in a game. With, like, a real lineup, I want to see him next to NHL guys against <laughs> NHL guys. You know, maybe I have to wait till opening here's, night for that. But Here's where this yeah. problem gets hard for me. I think you could probably make an argument, stylistically, maybe you like Clearman more than a Brad Hunt in that situation. Totally. Because you're, you're talking about more of a shutdown guy. Yeah. But where I struggle with this is you're talking about inexperienced guys. You're talking about an avalanche team that's trying to win a cup. It's trying to win every single night. There's going to be guys that are at least that good on waivers. You can yeah. go out and get a guy. You might be able to go out and get a guy that you're considering putting in the lineup ahead of Jack Johnson on waivers. Carolina. So I struggle to see how, <laughs> if they like those guys, why aren't they looking at options on waivers to help them more immediately with more experience and things like that? Oh, they will, right? You know, As you're saying, they will. They look at rosters every day and then... Shoot him in like if you it's funny because having worked in Calgary not last year, but you know, the years before, like Shooneman was our for example, Ivan Ivan. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. one of our guys that came in as an AHL deal and, mm-hmm. you know, worked into getting an NHL deal or, you know, was going back to juniors. He ended up going back to juniors. I want to say Seattle at the time. And then uh it's funny because now you're fast forward two, three years later, yeah, of it's course. the same conversations and you know, like Megan said, uh, yeah, that's a guy that, that can, you know, I use baseball terms all the time. That's a guy that can pitch it, you know, for, you know, for a few innings for sure. You know what I mean? Like, he, he can be a serv- serviceable guy. But, again, there's a big difference between that and then you're trying to win the Stanley Cup, right? So there's, yeah. a, there's a little difference there. And, well, I think, and, and it's know, an important distinction right now because right now you're not winning a Stanley Cup. You're trying to get to the playoffs. That's right. And the trade deadline is about winning a Stanley Cup. The first five months of the season is about making the postseason. You got to get in. 
and about trying to get home ice and you know all this all that yeah, other yeah, shit. Because yeah. we talked about it with Dennis Morgan last year. Dennis Morgan's a guy that can get you through a regular season. He can't get through you through, no. through a postseason. Yep. Not in a prominent role anyway. Corey Shuteman could be a seventh D. But He's come a, start of the postseason, if that's your seventh D, you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, smart. you certainly don't have confidence. You better He's have the healthiest player. D of all time. <laughs> yeah. You know, but for people that know him, he's a smart player. He's a good skater. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's kind of a guy that does everything well. You know, maybe not like the most physical guy, not the yeah. best power play guy. He just does everything well. You know, there what isn't I mean? a you know? there isn't a real no. sex appeal to the game. But he's a it's smart not a wow guy. Factor. He's a good kid. You know, and then he's gonna he's gonna. Find his way to play some NHL games this year, you know, somewhere, whether it's here or, you know, we don't sure. know the future, right? So, but. Uh, the the major thing that I've talked, haven't talked about on this show yet that the Avs do need to sort out. Who's taking the last forward spots in their roster? Is it Ben Myers down the middle? Is Frederick Olofsson going to take that spot? Will Curtis McDermott draw into the lineup somehow? Is this Riley Tufty thing going to happen? I still, I think it's still Frederick Olofsson and Curtis McDermott. Okay. McDermott is the 13th. Yep. We're not arguing today. I agree with him. All right. Okay. I mean, I just, that's where I think it's headed. Yeah. You know, I I just, I think they want, they are looking for reasons to keep McDermott. He has a goal and an assist in two two preseason games. As a forward, he's doing everything that you could have asked for him to do in a preseason to make that decision easier for them. He has not opened up the door. We, we, we know who he is as an NHL player. We know who he isn't. Sure, it's fine. So, it, But it's like, my only, I just think he's in there for now. My only reservation about that is it sure seems like they're trying to give Riley Tufty a lot of runway this preseason. Well, and they, they take him off of center last night. Yep. And it, to me, that's the death of his case to make the team. Just not going to do it at wing full stop. Not at, uh, not on, not for opening night. Obviously, injury number down the one line, happens. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing Riley Tufty in Colorado. We're talking about opening we sh- night. We should right now, just yeah. be real about this here. For sure, we're talking about oh Ben Myers or yep. you know Riley Tufty and versus Frederick Olivson. They're mm-hmm. all going to play for the Avalanche this season. <laughs> yeah. They are Curtis McDermott. All of these guys will play for the Avalanche, yep. barring a waiver claim. They will be in Avalanche uniforms. But but look, in preseason, you're deciding that pecking order right yep. now. For sure. Yep. And and you're right. A big part of that is, well, Frederick Olofsson and Ben Myers can play center. Yeah. <laughs> that's their that's their big weakness in their forward core right now. Yep. Especially if they are looking at Curtis McDermott and saying he's our 13th guy. Because he that's play not center. a center. Yeah. So you need, but you, you can't dick around with this and get cute. You need the center. And that's why Curtis is valuable too, Dermy, because he's, you know, I know people will say, oh, he's not the best D. No, but he's played over 100 games uh, in the NHL are... on D. So that's a guy, if you're on a road trip and you need a guy to give you 10 yeah. minutes on D, he can do it. They've proven that they're comfortable he's with a versatile whatever he gives guy. It's a nice guy yeah. to have for all the reasons. We know the toughness, but, you know, he can play D and play forward. In the so. regular season, the Avs are comfortable playing McDermott wherever 100%. they need to. 100%. So. The only reason I approach it a little differently right now is just because they said we want him at forward. Yeah, yeah. we're I, thinking of him as a forward. We're not trying to do this. I think they probably saw last year the push and pull. Yeah, he's too limited of a guy in the NHL to be trying to do two jobs at I once. Agree. <laughs> I agree. Jacob McDonald, I was comfortable getting away with it. 
because Jacob McDonald's game looked exactly the same yep. on defense and at forward. He was full go, all attack, all aggression, does not defend whatsoever. It didn't matter. So it was fine. Curtis McDermott fell apart last year. It, he was bad last the, year. The difference there is Jacob McDonald, you know what you're going to get out of there. With McDermott, <coughs> you put him on defense, he's going to try to defend, and he's just not going to be very good at it. Yeah. No, but but he's what I'm saying is he's done it. So if you're on a road trip, we were talking about a road trip. No, earlier, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you know, like it's, totally. it's, it's 3 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Um, Miles Wood. You know, has a stomach flu. You know what I mean? He's not feeling good, bad meal the yeah, night before. Totally. Then all of a sudden, he's incapable of playing. You're not in the panic mode because you're yeah. like, oh, Dermy can go back there and play a game. You know yeah, what I mean? And, like, and I know what you're saying. Try to form no, as a forward. I agree. Totally. But the funny story about McDonald is, trust me, these guys right next to me, they know way more about prospects and, and guys like that than I do. McDermott, but, he's the emergency space blanket, right? If yeah. the Avs are on the East Coast and the Eagles are playing in California... You got to call up a guy to take yeah. a six-hour flight. No, but, just put McDermott in. Yeah, exactly. But, but to go yes. back to McDonald, what I was trying to say yeah. is you guys are so much more better at digging and knowing prospects around the league. And here I am a couple years or a few years ago in Loveland. I'm watching a game, and, you know, I write my report, and I'm like, I don't have a history with Jacob McDonald. So I'm like, this guy's not a bad forward. This guy's not bad. He's playing forward. And like mm-hmm. a few months later, fast forward, he's playing D, and I'm like, at the NHL level, and I'm sitting in the press box, and I'm like, I'm shocked. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this guy's playing D. And then I'm like looking at my reports. I'm like, you know, because he was in Grand Rapids, so I didn't get to see a lot in the East. And I'm like, oh, no. And someone taps me. He's like, no, no, he's a D. And I'm like, what? Like, I was convinced he was a forward. It was the funniest thing in the world. So that's just a nice testament to him, right, that, you know, yeah, to be able some to. National Hockey League is the best league in the world, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, he can play a little bit of both. It's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. I it's something that I do think the Evs have prioritized a little bit of that flexibility to run 22, 21-man rosters over the last handful of years. Yeah. I, well, so. and it's a it's a really smart way to cut a corner on salary cap. Yep, it is. If you're paying 900 k for your 13th forward and your 7th D, yep. you have an advantage because that means that that extra, extra million dollars pocket, yep. that you are not able to spend on the extra body is being spent maybe on a third-line guy. That cruise. Yep. It's the extra 500K that they gave to Tomas Tatar. Yep. So, like, it is a valuable thing. Yeah. But we also saw with McDermott last year, he was so much worse hmm. than the year before that I could understand where they were just like, just be a forward. Yep. If we absolutely have to, fine. But right now, just be a forward. So, last three games, what are you crucially looking for? Well, to start your say this segment, what you actually wanted to talk about, I'm looking at Josh Manson's health. I want to see him go all the way in a preseason game, and I want to make sure that his body just doesn't rip apart. Yeah, he needs to handle it. He he needs to get in there. Like I said, I said yesterday, or you go against your your teammates in the corner. It's not the same thing. I know you want to go hard and practice, but it's not the same thing until you see an opponent that is not with you every day. And there is that little level of, you know, push and, you know, push back from that guy that's a little bit more. And even from exhibition to regular season. So I think it starts with them in exhibition. Get your rhythm. Get your, 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 first of all, your confidence that your body's holding it. You know what I mean? That's a, it's a it's a big one. You got to make sure your well, body is able to handle especially it. Especially for someone like Josh. Well, he has so to play so away. Physical. Yeah. So if Josh is trying to be Kale McCarr or whatever, 
Well, you know, no offense to Josh, he's not that type of player. Yeah. He yeah. has to play a certain way. And, you know, there was that saying all the time, right? And Ty Domi used to say it all the time. If you're, if, you're, if you're a crusher and you're trying to be a rusher, you often become an usher, right? Because you can't blame that. That's a great you know what I mean? So it is. So, so Josh has to play a certain way. You're not getting all that in practice. You need to get that in games. So I think it's a valid point you just said. For me, tomorrow, for example, he needs to get in there and see how his body. I mean, I don't know if he's in there tomorrow. We're, again, yeah. we're just talking out loud. Maybe he's there's, there's not ready. There's three games left. He's got to get in. Oh, okay, one of I want to see two yeah. of those, right? A he's got to get in there. I want to see two. Yep. He's got to get in there, see where he's at, and you know, get his – because it's all about confidence. Like, I broke my sternum one time, and, and I tell you one thing. Like, you're like, oh, my God. And they're like, you know, you're ready, you're ready. And it's like, ha, 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 ha. Until you hit a guy, yeah. then you're like – Okay, it's fine, you know what I mean? But it's not the same in practice going like this until yeah. or you get hit and you get stamped on the board with aggression and you know the guy wanting to you know, get away, you know what I mean? The broken sternum and we're coming back from it is same has always been a pocket theory for mine of why I thought Gerard was so bad to start last year. Oh, it is tough. Is that I don't I don't know that he was fully trusting himself. And then back in January, having, once he got comfortable yeah, again. And then once yeah. he had played his way through some of that, yeah. And they're know. saying Matthew Kachuk, that's what it was, right, in the playoffs? I mean, that's what I read. I actually don't stone. know. Yeah. yeah, that's what they were saying. That's what I read. And I'm like, oh, I'll be ready to go. Well, that guy's a psycho, so he may not even think about it again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Probably that guy, that guy is, lives for contact, and Sam Gerrard's <laughs> trying to find ways to survive uh, it. <laughs> yep. It's true. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get eight different kinds down here at the bar. Uh, also, you might be able to, to drink a few at the Avs alumni event. Uh, highly recommend it. You go check this out. It's tomorrow night. You can still get tickets. Eric will be there. A whole bunch of other uh, Avs alumni will be there. 7 to 10 p.m. I know Megan will be there as Megan well. Will be there. Tiff, our producer, will be there. Lots of people hanging out. Kind of a, a kickoff to the season from a bunch of the the Avs alumni. So. I do believe like Joel's going to be there, Ben Nair's going to be there. So I'm like a pigeon. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like really at the bottom of the totem pole. So. Well, try not to get too sloppy yeah. while we're there. There you go. It's uh, fun. It, it is a ticketed event, so make sure you get your tickets if you do want to go. Uh, the QR code right there on screen if you want to get in on mingle, that. Yeah, mingle with the fellas. There's a, what do you call that, golf simulator? Yeah, they have the, so be fun, a yeah. bunch of golf simulators down there. So Rudo and I weren't invited. Yeah, actually, not I was true. invited. <laughs> that is absolutely not, not true. true. <laughs> I was pretty much begged to take the ticket. That's so. true. <laughs> not true. Everybody was invited. We just we just were not nearly cool enough to say yes. Yeah, exactly. Go. So go check that out if you want to have a have a great time tomorrow and, and get mm -hmm. ready for the season with a bunch of big F's names. Uh, also brought to you by Foco.com. Some of those guys you might see at the uh, alumni event, you can get their bobbleheads over at FOCO. Uh, when you go over to FOCO.com and use the DNVR code, you get 10% off your order. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be bobbleheads. They have licensed apparel, too. If you want clothes and jerseys and all that good stuff, you can get that through FOCO as well. So go check them out. Again, FOCO.com. Check out all their dope merch and be sure to use the DNVR code. Uh, last thing to cover here. A lot of the big names have not played a game yet. Yeah. No McKinnon, no McCarr, uh, no Rantanen. Do we? Do you care? It doesn't matter. Do they just need the last game and they're good to go? Do they even need that? We've seen Miko roll into game one of the regular season and dominate. For me, I care. Okay. Because I think Kel McCarr has been a slow starter. Every year I of his career. that's true. 
And so I want to see him, and I there's an injury concern this season that is more important than this, but I want to see him play two of these games. Okay. And try to get, and I want to see him take them seriously. Try and get the timing, try and get the touch, you know. Um, not that I'm sitting here going, Kale McCarr needs to do more because <laughs> give me a break. He's a demigod, but... You know, he's been a slow start. But a hot start is the difference between an 80-point season and a 100-point season. And I want right? him to win a fucking heart trophy. <laughs> it's coming. I need I need a hot start, Kale. It's coming. What's the bet on that? What's you, the odds? You could probably get ridiculous odds on that, I'm sure. I would bet on that. Yeah, let me see. I think McKinnon is like plus 1,500 or something to win it. And so McCarr's got to be even more than that, I would imagine. But you got two more, three more games. Yep. By Bednar's presser today, I would say there's a couple more guys playing tomorrow still, right? You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. If we're put two and two together, like right, it, I would say. It's the last home game. I'm sure a couple of those guys are like, don't make me travel. Well, no, my point was like, like there'll be some, you know, names that won't start the season in, sure. in Colorado. Oh, that will oh, be. that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. I got but so, but yeah. if I'm them, like, you know, obviously... I want to play a couple games well, if I'm Miko and you know what I mean? So maybe they play two out of three, right? Yeah. Maybe a home game tomorrow, Mac, those guys, right? And then maybe not go to, you know, one of the two games. Where is it? Is it Dallas and Vegas, right? That's yeah. after that. Yep, yep. Those are all day trips, so it's not a big not deal. But, yeah. you know, I think if you play two out of three, get in the rhythm, get, get going, find mm. your game, feel good about yourself, you know? I think well, it's important. And, and to your point at the start, the Eagles camp starts on Monday. That's right. So you play the game Sunday if you're an Ivan Ivan. You, you're gone. You, and then, yeah. okay, go to Eagles camp on Monday. Yeah. Plus 2,200. Oh, that's a nice bet. He's at plus 175 to win the Norris. <laughs> and to be honest with you, if you're going to bet on him winning the heart, he's obviously winning the Norris. Yeah. That's, you should parlay it I might go deposit some money and put the Norris bet Big down <laughs> at plus 175. Put them both down. I'm McDavid's too good, man. I don't know. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. There's a stare there. I, I will. I will stare. put the Norris bet down. I'm not putting the heart bet down. Well, I'm putting. Both. If I was gonna put a heart bet, also I'd put it on McKinnon this year. For the record, he's at plus a thousand. It's not like it's a bad. Bet. I consider that one. McDavid's only plus a hundred for the heart. So, it's like, so you don't. I mean, there's no reason to bet it. I mean, it still wins you money, but no, it's no, like, I know. It's like you waited seven months to cash this thing, and you won. <laughs> 50 bucks, you know, neat. <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to add in this preseason roundup? So much, man. There's still so much for that to talk about, but it's like we... Every second of every day, it yeah. gets more and more. Uh, we are off tomorrow, but we will have a post game for you after Sunday's game, so be sure to tune in to that. Uh, and then we're live Monday, Friday next week. We also will have... Season preview videos coming to you probably next weekend. Maybe something like that. What? Devin Levi is a plus 1,200 for the Calder. Oof. You know I'm, what's I'm really funny, though? Jean-Luc Foodie is plus 10,000. <laughs> he's on the board, though. That's funny that he's actually on there. So is Oscar Olison. <laughs> Not even going to touch that. We're going to get out of here. Wow. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us as <coughs> always. We'll see you Sunday night on that show. Like and subscribe here on YouTube because the content never stops here. We're rolling all season long with tons and tons of stuff. We'll talk to you on the next one.